And Dr. Muhammad, real quick, I'm no minutes to approve. Is it because they just weren't? Yeah, uh, some schedule conflicts uh, happen. So the uh, June meeting minutes will be uh, provided in August. So yeah, they'll gotcha. probably approve both June and July. Gotcha. And I'm ready on my end as well, Chairperson Seller. So you let me know when you're ready to get started and I'll read the uh, disclaimer form for the Zoom meetings. All right, so we have everyone online and ready to go? Looks like it, all right. Dr. Muhammad, you have the floor. Okay, and Kurt, we're good? Okay. Good evening, I'm uh, Dr. Ferris Muhammad, the Director of Equity and Inclusion for the City of Lawrence and I'll be facilitating the Zoom meeting here today. Here are a few housekeeping items for this virtual meeting. This meeting is being broadcast and recorded on the City of Lawrence YouTube channel. This public chat function is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. When you are not participating in the meeting, please mute your microphones. When you are participating in the meeting, please keep your video on. When you are not participating in the meeting, please turn your video off. You will still be able to hear the meeting. You could turn your video back on when you are participating. Turning your video off when you are not participating allows the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. If you have any trouble, please send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute microphones and or turn off people's video to minimize distractions. Please remember to state your name every time you speak for the benefit of those listening remotely. And now I'll turn the meeting over to Chairperson Sellers. Thank you, Dr. Muhammad. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to your July Human Relations Commission meeting. We will start quickly with a roll call to ensure we have quorum, and then we'll get jumped right into the uh, agenda. Commissioner Bloxham. Here. Commissioner Burnett. Here. Commissioner Stevens. Commissioner, Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Commissioner Falls. Present. Commissioner Haswood. Commissioner Logan. Here. And Commissioner Emerson. I'm here. Commissioner Sellers is present. One, two, three, four, five, six. We have a quorum of six. We are ready to conduct business. Commissioners, moving into our agenda item, the approval of minutes. We would typically be approving our June minutes. Uh, for, at this time, they are not prepared due to scheduling. So in August, we will um, approve not only our July meeting minutes, but we'll also approve our June minutes. Um, do I hear any objections to us not having any minutes for today's meeting to approve? All right, hearing none, we're gonna go into agenda item B. Number one, task number four of the 12 items of the work plan to discuss potential community, to discuss potential community police review board and human relations commission meeting. So commissioners, um, if you remember, Almost a year ago, we were um, 
going through the censuses of the 12 work uh, item work plans that the city commissioners have proposed um, after the aftermath of um, the incidents of civil, uh, uh, civil and racial unrest in our country as it related to George Floyd. And so our mayor at the time, Mayor Nanda, uh, provided guidance under the guise of that of the city commissioners, 12 items for us to, uh, 12 items as it related to policing, um, discrimination, as well as access, equitable access to uh, services. And one of those items was uh, for us to dive deeper into our relations with the Community Police Review Board and as it relates to any work that could align with that of the Human Relations Commission. And so wanted us to revisit that point because it's been a while. Um, for us to have some discussion around it. And then um, if Dr. Muhammad, if you had anything you wanted to add to it from maybe some conversations you've had that could provide some context for our discussion this evening. Thank you, Chairperson Sellers. One thing I did want to uh, uh, chime in and speak to was the order of the agenda. I know typically uh, they receive another case report. It usually goes first, but based on iCompass this time and various people kind of trying to put the uh, agenda together, it kind of went to the fourth agenda item versus the first, but there was no intentionality surrounding that. So if you did prefer to go with the uh, receive the case report, uh, that's an option as well. Okay, so our, so the question is, do, do we want to elevate the review of the case report to be the first agenda item? Correct. Okay, well, commissioners, we typically do have case report before we get into the heart of our agenda. Um, so in regards to our agenda items, are there any objections to commissioners wanting to put a pen and speaking to agenda item number one and elevate agenda item number four to review of the case report? All right, seeing no objections, we will go to item number four, review of the case report with uh, Ms. Elizabeth Hafoka. Ms. Hafoka, you now have the floor. Thank you, Chair Sellers. This is Elizabeth Hafoka, Supervising City Prosecutor. Um, I do the human relations uh, investigations of the complaints that are filed with our office. And to just give some background information for those that may be uh, present that aren't familiar with what the case report is about. At each uh, monthly meeting, I provide an update on um, the uh, number of cases that are currently uh, that currently have open investigations, as well as the number of cases uh, that were closed since the last meeting. And then I give information about all of the contacts or inquiries uh, that uh, the Human Relations Office received that did not result in a formal complaint being filed for investigation. Um, <clears throat> so I will start with the uh, open investigations. We currently have zero open investigations, and there were two cases closed since the June 14, uh, 2021 meeting. One of those cases uh, was the case that there was a probable cause finding of, and that case was closed by conciliation. So that's an agreement by the parties that were involved, and that was approved by the executive director of the Human Relations Division. Uh, another case was closed by a determination of no probable cause. <clears throat> so the following inquiries were not discrimination related and were handled as described. Um, 
A caller had a question about a city policy regarding giving a meal to one of the city departments. She wanted to know if those employees were city employees. Um, and she was told, yes, that those uh, employees who work in the MSO department are city employees. Uh, an employee had a question about their Be Healthy account. They were forwarded to Human Resources. Uh, caller wanted to file a complaint for discrimination, housing discrimination against their landlord because of his service dog. That caller lives in Cedric County, so we don't have jurisdiction over that. We did provide the phone number to the state Kansas Human Rights Commission. One caller needed to verify employment. They were referred to Human Resources. One caller wanted to ask about the landlord issue regarding utilities. They were referred to housing and credit counseling. A community member contacted uh, Assistant City Manager Casey Toomey by email with concerns about his building coordinator discriminating against people who are gay. He was asked to give his social security number and is now concerned about identity theft. Uh, I scheduled an in-person interview with that individual and uh, the result of that interview was I provided him a contact number and email for the Kansas City uh, HUD office, the federal agency that accepts discrimination complaints because that individual lives in a Section 8 property and uh, we did not have the authority to investigate those types of uh, complaints involving Section 8 properties. HUD does their own investigation um, of those properties. Another caller uh, stated that she was a social worker calling on behalf of a veteran uh, with seven children asking about the denial of a rental unit due to the number of children in the family. Uh, I explained the reasonableness of occupancy standards and I explained the complaint process and offered to contact the property to provide information. The social worker would uh, said that she would talk to the veteran and explain the options and will contact our office if they request more assistance or decide to file a complaint. Um, next, uh, next, the caller who was the veteran of that previous conversation uh, requested assistance about a apartment complex that was requiring her to rent seven units, individual units, due to the size of uh, her family. So at her request, I called that apartment complex and um, asked about what was going on. Um, and based on the information that was provided, I looked into the city fire occupancy standards for that particular property uh, because the apartment complex said that it was the fire occupancy that was limiting uh, their occupancy standards and requiring one person per unit. Um, and then I uh, spoke with the caller, the veteran, and explained that uh, we would accept a complaint for investigation, explain the procedures for filing that complaint. Uh, there was another caller that wanted to know the number for the Human Rights Commission, and that caller was in Garden City, so we didn't have jurisdiction. We provided them the phone number for the Kansas Human Rights Commission. Um, her caller uh, wanted to know how uh, she could evict her roommate um, and was calling on behalf of her niece. It looks like we gave her the phone number for housing and credit counseling. One caller uh, stated that she got our number from her electricity bill. Uh, she stated that she feels isolated, has some mental health challenges, particularly with anxiety. She has called the police, Bert Nash, uh, the district attorney's office. Uh, she said that her children have a disability or disorder. She believes that she has good mental health. 
She also stated that she believes there's a gang or a mob that is going to kill her. And she's looking through a box of receipts. Uh, she requested time to calm down and write down all of her thoughts. And then she would be able to call me back when she had a better handle on the information. She also stated that a KU professor is responsible for all of her anxiety. She said that she has a lot of respect for what police officers do, but she believes that her character has been assassinated during all of this. Um, she said that that KU professor accused her of being retarded, and she is not. That she never accused him of touching her, and but he said that she was his psyop. She stated that she is upset about what happened to Emmett Till and someone named Alvin is sending her messages about it. She said that she thought Obama was the victim of hate. She said that she wants to continue to keep her proof safe to prove what she is, that she is the baby of the family and she does not want to die here. I listened to her um, and she specifically said that she did not want me to tell her if I could not help her because she thought it would make her more upset but she wanted to know that she could take some time to get calm and then write some more thoughts down and call me back. So I provided my name and our phone number and made sure that she knew that she could call back. Uh, we received a call, robocall. No one was there. Someone was talking. We just hung up. Uh, we received a call or uh, stated their landlord is not fixing the air conditioner. They were referred to housing credit counseling. Received a caller that said he signed a lease agreement for July 31st and then the property was sold to another company and now they are requiring a new lease agreement with a higher rent payment. Uh, the caller stated that they did not believe it was a discrimination issue under Chapter 10. Um, we did provide the number to Housing Credit Counseling and Kansas Legal Services. Uh, the previous caller that... Um, I had spoken to, called, and left a voicemail that she is still experiencing an anxiety attack. That is why she had not gotten back to me, but that she would. Um, the Another caller, which was the veteran, um, ca called, I'm sorry, emailed, and asked for uh, local fair housing law because uh, she was meeting with a private attorney, and I emailed her the link to our local ordinance, our Chapter 10 ordinance. Uh, then a previous caller called to give me an update on her level of anxiety. She said she has talked to 20 people about this issue. Uh, I listened to her talk about her anxiety. I did tell her that based on the information provided so far, I could not investigate a complaint. But if she was able to put together additional information that she wanted me to consider, I'd be willing to discuss it with her. Another caller stated that her son is having trouble with a landlord in Wichita. They were referred to housing credit counseling in HUD because we don't have jurisdiction. Uh, Wichita is not in our city. <clears throat> a caller who is an attorney from a local county was inquiring as to whether the city voluntarily reclassified its fire department personnel, and we provided the number to human resources. Uh, a caller was a landlord and wanted to know whether or not they should rent to someone with a muddled history and they have a concern for the safety of other tenants. Uh, we suggested that they consult a private attorney. A uh, caller wanted to report that his recycling hadn't been picked up by the city this morning and they were referred to the solid waste department. A caller wanted to drop his son from the city's insurance policy. Now that he has his own, they were referred to human resources. A caller wanted to file a complaint against the Lawrence Times because they have excluded him and they are connected with Sanctuary Alliance and because he complained about Marial Ferrero's appointment to the advisory board. 
The caller stated that he is concerned that Facebook posts have been misconstrued, have misconstrued him as anti-trans. So he got kicked out of the only gay group on Facebook. Uh, but he doesn't want to be part of Sanctuary Alliance or that Facebook group because one of the rules is you have to agree that all cops are bad and you, or you can't be part of the group. And he thinks that is a little heavy handed. Uh, he acknowledges there's police brutality, but that doesn't mean all of them are bad. The caller stated he was grateful to the police that handed water out during the demonstrators uh, last year. I'm sorry, to the demonstrators last year during the Black Lives Matter movement. And he thanked them, but the Black Lives Matter people demonized him for that. He said that there is so much division in the society and people shouldn't be demonizing him for recognizing a nice gesture. That caller said that he believes we need to give more funds to the police so they can have social workers and counselors and talk to the victims. He said that he wishes someone would acknowledge his beliefs and that people would be more kind here in Lawrence regarding LFK for dummies on Facebook. He said he feels gaslighted by the people on Facebook, said that he believes all people are a creation of God and he is very spiritual on his journey. He said he was rejected from his people because he is gay, and now he is rejected by the LGBTQ community because he is old and Chicano. He said he will be speaking out at the city commission meeting during the three minutes of public comment. I listened to him. I encouraged him to take a break from Facebook. I said that I was sorry that that had happened to him, that he has not been accepted by groups he identifies with. I encouraged him to follow his desire to bring elders together, to go for walks and go to movies. He said I was a very nice lady, that he appreciates having someone to talk to and have a nice day. Uh, a caller stated they would like to complain about the construction being done near their duplex, uh, referred to the city main line, and then we received a call. No one was on the other line, so we hung up, and then we received a spam email about an invoice to pay, and we deleted it. That is the case report update. Um, does anyone have any questions? Thank you. This is Commissioner Sellers. Thank you, Ms. LaFolco, for giving us that uh, case report for this month. I, just briefly, just a point of uh, request of information. I know in the past we've typically had those reports in print form, and I noticed that, that wasn't part of our agenda. Is that something that you will be able to provide to Dr. Muhammad so that he can provide that to us? Um, after the meeting. Um, this was the supervising city prosecutor. I did uh, submit that for approval and I did get a notification that it was approved. Um, so yes, I have a print form right here. It's an agenda item. And I thought that that was part of it, but absolutely I can uh, make sure that the print form is uh, distributed. I can send it to Dr. Muhammad and he can send it out to everyone. Yeah, this is uh, Ferris Mohammed, Director of Equity and Inclusion for the City. Yes, Ms. Hofoga did provide that case report uh, in our iCompass. That allows for you to be able to pull the agenda and different documents and attachments. Uh, there was something different that was operating with the iCompass system this time based on some changes I think that recently have developed, which is why the agenda this time looks a little different related to it being sort of out of order. So I would say that error is probably more so on my side in the with the individuals who are helping me pull the agenda together. Um, so that was, yeah, not to Mrs. Uh, Hafoka's shortcoming or anything. That would have been um, more so my end or my interaction or integrating with the system there. So my apologies for that if that did not get pulled in as an attachment. But I can make sure that gets sent out so everybody can have it at their fingertips. This is Commissioner Sellers. Thank you, Dr. Muhammad. And, and yes, Ms. Hafoka, I wondered if it was just a just a, a blip that it wasn't able, it wasn't um, loaded to the uh, iCompass. And so I didn't want you to feel like 
it wasn't submitted in a timely manner. I knew from your reading it that it was a detailed report and that you have been good about getting those to us. I just wanted to make sure that it was noted that we didn't have that to follow along with and that we would like to have that to review. So commissioners, I know you didn't have that to follow along with, but based on any notes you took or anything that you gleaned from the report, do you have any questions for Ms. Afoka in regards to this month's, uh, this month's report? This is Commissioner uh, Emerson. Um, I do have just a couple of questions here, three um, to be specific. Um, well, two and then a uh, request. One, um, I wanted to know um, uh, when it, when an individual's calling in is, uh, why do we ask for them to provide a social security number when they're trying to make a complaint? This is Elizabeth Hifoga, Supervising City Prosecutor. We do not. Um, the uh, What I mentioned regarding the social security number was that was the complaint about his landlord. So he was very concerned that he had provided his social security number to, um, I believe it was someone from um, from the HUD, uh, because I did have to refer that to HUD, um, but we, we do not require anyone to provide their social security number um, to when they reach out to the Human Relations Office. It's not uh, relevant to um, discrimination investigation that we've done so far, so we don't do that. I appreciate that. Uh, this is Commissioner uh, Emerson again. Um, and then I was wondering where we would be able to find more information about, um, you know, just our ju jurisdiction, because as you noted, uh, Section 8 property uh, is is under HUD's jurisdiction. So I was kind of curious of where we would find more information to read upon um, ourselves and or if the community was wanting to look at the, into that. I believe that particular um, um, sort of, oh, that's part of our agreement with HUD. And that is, my understanding is that is standard uh, between FAP agencies and um, HUD um, across the area because there are specific rules for Section 8 properties and they receive their funding from HUD. And so they, uh, they have to um, have sort of a higher, higher standard or different standard um, than landlords that are not affiliated uh, with Section 8 properties. Um, so I believe that's in our HUD agreement. I'm not positive about that, but I believe that it is. It's not anywhere in our ordinance. Um, it's just part of the agreement that we have with HUD. As far as uh, jurisdictional questions, um, I think that uh, Dr. Mohammed sent out a PowerPoint of one of the presentations that I gave recently. And if you look through that, that slide show, and I don't have that in front of me, I apologize, but there is a slide specifically um, geared towards jurisdiction. And it talks about um, complainant jurisdiction, respondent jurisdiction, and subject matter jurisdiction and timeliness. Um, that would be pulled from our code and um, that would be a good place to start uh, as far as information about uh, what those mean and what we look for. Thank you. Um, and then my very last question actually kind of leads to what you're talking about. I was wondering, what is the city's process for approving landlords in our community? Elizabeth, I'm a supervising city prosecutor. I do not know the answer to that question. 
I don't, um, I don't approve landlords. Uh, I believe that the planning and development services, uh, department, uh, reviews rental permits. Um, but that's all I know. I don't know much about the process. Thank you. So Commissioner Sellers, do we have any other questions from commissioners this evening? Commissioner Sellers, I have one other question. Yes, sir. You have the floor. Yes, Miss Commissioner Falls. Miss Afoka, it seems we get a lot of calls from city employees thinking we're human resources. Is there anything that can be done to, as I understand you have to answer the phone calls or somebody on your staff answers the phone calls. Is there anything that can be done to maybe clarify that? Well, we do clarify that when they call, we say, well, you've reached the human relations office and uh, what we handle are discrimination complaints. And then we explain that they need human resources. I don't know, uh, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, I got this off your website or, oh, I thought human relations was the same thing or I misdialed. I don't really know uh, what the answer to that would be. Yes, we do get a fair amount of calls. Um, as far as clarifying that, I think some of those calls come from city employees and others uh, come from, you know, outside agencies. So we could look into whether we could get more word out to people that human resources is different from human relations, I guess. Commissioner Falls, thank you. This is Commissioner Sellers. Thank you, Commissioner Falls. Anyone else? All right, hearing no and seeing no hands raised. Thank you again, Ms. Afoka, for your report. We'll look forward to getting that um, via email from Dr. Muhammad. Then commissioners know if they have any other questions, they could get they can connect directly with you. All right, commissioners, um, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at us. Um, I do have to drop off. And I do want us to be able to maintain a sense of quorum so that we can handle business. So if there are no objections, I'm going to ask that we move uh, agenda items under part B around ever so slightly. Um, you can blame me or you can blame Dr. Dr. Muhammad for, or I think he'll be okay with it. I'll, I'll give him some cookies or something. Um, <laughs> but um, I want us to just to move the agenda around a little bit. So at, we've we've uh, we've done number four, which is the case report. We're going to go back to one, and then we're going to jump to three, and then we'll go to two. So we finished four. Now we're going to go back to one, and then we're going to go to number three item action item number three or item number three under agenda item B, and then number two. Are there any questions, comments, or concerns about us doing another? musical chairs on our agenda. All right, seeing none, we are gonna jump back up to number one, which was that task four uh, from the original commissioner's work, uh, city commission's work plan, discussing a potential meeting with the community police review board and the human relations commission. So again, gave context in regards to the work with this and lead up to it. I know that commissioner vice chair, commissioner Barnett can give us additional context and then um, 
if anyone needed that, uh, that's on that's on with us this evening. And then Dr. Muhammad. So Dr. Muhammad, real quick, was there anything in regards additional to this that you wanted to add? I know I asked for it to be put on the agenda for us to revisit because at the time um, the CPRB um, was going through some um, committee subcommittee work that they were working on as well as waiting on fee, uh, the report from CityGate. And then um, I know they have moved into some additional work. And so I know we're in committee work as well. And so I just wanted to have that discussion with the commission about revisiting this and what that meeting could potentially look like. So um, Dr. Muhammad, did you have anything additional contextual that you wanted to add to the discussion before I open it up um, to feedback from other commissioners? Uh, thank you, Chairperson Sally. This is uh, Ferris Mohammed, Director of Equity and Inclusion. At the moment, I do not have anything uh, in addition to add to that conversation. I believe uh, some city employees, we did get together to have a conversation with one of the commissioners to uh, flesh out some of that conversation, but I was trying to find an email to see uh, where do we land related to some of that, because this was probably over a month or so ago. So if I find an email uh, during this meeting, I'll follow up. This is Commissioner Sellers. Thank you. Dr. Muhammad. Um, commissioners, I'm opening the floor uh, for discussion um, in regards to any potential next steps, um, items, potential item, agenda items for such meeting, or what that would look like, and so on. So, this is Commissioner Barnett. Um, so just an update, or about a year ago, as Chair Sellers said, I did have a meeting. I was the chair at the time of the Human Relations Commission. I did have a meeting with the chair of the um, Community Police Review Board. They were just going through a lot of changes um, at the time, and we kind of discussed a few ideas. One of the ideas was to have um, a commissioner from uh, from their advisory board to sit in on our meetings and then to nominate a person from our commission to sit in on their meetings. Um, the last time that I spoke with the chair, she said that, you know, they're just going through so many things with reassigning subcommittee work and um, revamping the ordinance that delegates um, power to them and everything. And so, at that time, it just seemed like a lot and they needed to um, get their review board in order. And as Chair Sellers has helped us get our commission in order. Um, and I think now is a great time to sit down and say, what, how do we work together um, on our common goals? Automatically, I just think of some kind of public meeting slash retreat where we can all brainstorm. But I think that's so, um, I don't want it to be haphazard and a waste of anyone's time. So we do obviously as a commission need to sit down and put together some goals. What do we want to, out of the meeting? Um, and what, I, I don't have any ideas off the top of my head um, because I honestly haven't looked at the revamped ordinance. Um, I haven't looked at their new authority or what the structure looks like. So perhaps we could get maybe a report or an update from the review board on how things have changed and what they've been working on and some of their new initiatives. And maybe if they have a strategic plan, sort of like us, maybe we could information share. Um, and then uh, perhaps the chairs could meet um, and have a conversation together and come back with ideas. Um, 
that's all I can think of right now. Uh, this is Commissioner uh, Emerson and uh, Commissioner Barnett. I, I love uh, that you had started the, the ball there. As you know, I was not here during that time. Um, I do find a lot of value in that um, and being able to connect uh, with other um, advisory boards um, and city committees uh, that have commonalities um, like we do. Um, and so uh, I think that, yes, you know, this would be something that we could explore. And I do uh, agree with having, uh, you know, um, chairs um, kind of talk about um, maybe setting some goals or some thoughts to bring back to the bigger group. Um, but I also think about like how we could continue, continue that um, for example, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot here is um, housing um, and affordable housing is one of the bigger concerns, um, as we kind of talked about today, you know, uh, with HUD and Section 8. So I think about how the Affordable Housing Advisory Board might be uh, another uh, group uh, that we connect with. And but there may be other ones. Uh, so I think this is part of a larger conversation. But I do like your direction in this, uh, Commissioner Burnett. Thank you. This is Commissioner Sellers. Thank you, Commissioner Barnett. Thank you, Commissioner Emerson. I think both of you have touched on um, two, common, two common points in regards to what this work could look like moving forward and how this work, what this work looks like moving concurrently with what our committees are doing. And also, again, to your point, uh, Commissioner Emerson, in regards to that, what I say cross-cutting work, what are some things that we can pull um, that we can collaborate on with other commissions that we're not necessarily, not necessarily doing any mission creep and encroaching on the work of other other boards and commissions, but also what that looks, what that work looks like under our lens um, in regards to um, civil rights and uh, addressing discrimination. So what I've, I'm, I've heard from a couple of folks, I guess, moving forward, I know, like I said, we and we have on the agenda next to talk about our committee report outs. Um, so as far as what this could potentially look like moving forward, I'd like to get just some more discussion if we need to table this uh, and have a little bit more marination of, of thoughts and ideas until August, we can do that. Um, but I would like to hear from everyone if possible uh, in regards to what this could look like and how do we want to go about this? Is it the uh, intent of having the chairs meet to discuss some of the work that each commission has been doing? Is it something that we want the chairs to meet to specifically talk about the work that they've been doing around their ordinance and, and, and authority and governance of that sense? I, I want to hear from everyone as far as if, one, if it's necessary for the two chairs to meet, what does the, that potential agenda look like or what do we hope to accomplish from it? And if there's something bigger, then what does that bigger look like and how do we plan that out? How do we create that pathway to that? This is Commissioner Bloxham. Thanks for that question, Commissioner Sellers. I, as I was hearing, um, Katie or Commissioner Barnett talked, I thought about the cross-cutting, the subcommittee that's already in existence, um, doing some of that work right now. Um, it was something that I was really excited about that uh, we were going to actually have a standing subcommittee that is um, kind of in charge of that. I think that it would be, I mean, 
I would love to continue this conversation and dialogue with the police board. They are, um, they are an important part of, of our work. Um, and it was part of the initial tasks put before us. So um, I would move that our subcommittee reach out and do that work with them um, or at least bring, once we hear what that subcommittee is doing, maybe that's, they're already working on that. I don't know. Um, but just kind of have that subcommittee kind of take charge of that um, and include include um, the chair. I mean, of course, we would include you on, on all that stuff. But I, I really don't, I think the action that we need to take is pushing subcommittee to reach out and start that initial work and then report back to this body and recommend some things that we could do. Thank you, Commissioner Buxton. This is Commissioner Sellers. I, and I'm glad you brought that up. I just of, of rule and order, I didn't want to speak on behalf of the committee, but being one of the committee members, um, I do see that as something that aligns with what the committee is doing and, and what the committee has had some discussion on, um, but not to show my bias. I don't, I think this is work that could easily fall within the cross-cutting committee work as well as bigger, but I just want to make sure that we have some consensus on what that looks like. And so if there's consensus from the, the other commissioners that you would like this work to fall up under the cross-cutting uh, committee. I, I don't think there would be any objections to that. I can't speak for my other two, for the other two commissioners um, on the committee, but I also don't believe, I can say based on our discussions, it, it would align with the work that we're doing and what we've, uh, and some of the initial conversations that we had. I just didn't want to, I didn't want a commissioner, I didn't want to exclude any commissioners that would want to do this work or not part of that committee uh, to not feel like they wouldn't be able to have the opportunity to participate, so. This is Commissioner Barnett. Um, I actually, I love that idea, Commissioner Bluxom, um, especially if our chair is a part of that committee happenstance, um, that's really nice. So um, I, I agree with that approach. And then also I think that's a nice transition perhaps um, if there's no further discussion into item number three, which was uh, Chair Sellers, perhaps you could give an update um, on that committee before you go, since the other committee mem members are not here. Oh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Oh, of course. <laughs> so this is Commissioner Sellers. Uh, so just real, real quick, uh, before I transition into report out, I know parliamentary, my, my parliamentary side is saying if there's no objections that the minutes can reflect that the commission has agreed to have this work fall up under the committee, but I'm going to yield to Dr. Muhammad to ask if we need to have an official motion and vote on this. Hey, this is uh, Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. I don't believe an official motion is necessary for this action right here. Wonderful. This is Commissioner Sellers, wonderful. So, Again, let the minutes reflect that per our discussion of action of agenda item one under section B, that we will task this work to the committee, the cross-cutting committee um, of our commission. 
So real quick before I do have to log off commissioners, um, I know that as we transition to this, uh, as we transition into committees and we have the three, I know that there's been, I want to start by saying, I know there's a couple of committees that have kind of had some difficulties with getting started. And I know that it was to be expected with the summer months and, and, and getting acclimated to whether it's folks getting acclimated back to telework or hybrid, hybrid options. So, um, I did reach out to, I have reached out to at least those champions or those points of contact for each of the committees um, to have an opportunity to, uh, to speak about just some of the work and any technical assistance that I could provide um, as it relates to, you know, having those group think uh, discussions and having to try to synthesize information to come up with uh, any type of recommendations that we have. And I know in the initial timeline that we put together, we had talked about possibly doing some recommendation report outs in August. And I do recognize that. And again, I think that timeline can be adjusted if need be. Um, So, you know, if you feel like your committee is not at a place to have a full report out. I totally uh, get that, but I do want us to be able to speak um, openly and candidly about the process and where are some opportunities um, that may arise that we could um, be a little bit more succinct in this work. So in regards to the cross-cutting group, um, we spent most of our time uh, focusing on the first two columns of of the group work template, which was focusing on the why and who else needed to be a part of the conversation. And so um, some of the initial work that we looked at, which is more understanding of, uh, uh, we wanted to look at just the structure, uh, leadership and authority structure of the human relations and what that looks like and how um, Dr. Muhammad plays into that. Um, and what that looks like in regards to the work that we do. Uh, We also looked at um, just the work of the complaint process and wanted to, in our next meeting, take a real deeper dive into doing some analysis of the complaint process and ensuring that we understand and what are some potential opportunities uh, to look at um, similar communities that have the same designation that we have and what their complaint processes look like and just some of the nuances of them, things that we can pick up on that. Um, and then we looked at, uh, we looked at a project piece uh, specifically in regards to funding because we knew that the city budget would be discussed by the time that we had our meeting here in July. And so wanted to really look at how do we advocate for grant funding for activities. That is something that's outlined in chapter 10. Um, it's been something that's discussed during orientation, that there are opportunities there, um, but just really understanding just the process of that, um, you know, in the mechanism of, you know, is it a matter of us doing the work, the city doing the work, some hybrid of it, who initiates it, is there opportunities for us to, to bring in um, other community partners and, and, and building that out and just what that looks like. So a lot of the work, a lot of the discussions we had were just dreaming audaciously about what 
we would need to understand our role, um, our why, as well as uh, what opportunities are there for us to look at um, uh, other funding streams to to uh, to elevate education and engagement work. And then um, the last piece I have on here was just reviewing the uh, understanding, like I said, the HUD designation that we had on here and just the reporting process that happens. So I know about, I feel like it's about September, October is when typically the HUD report goes in and um, then we get the report out from that, but just getting a better understanding of the pre-work before that and just in that process. So um, the cross-cutting piece that we didn't get to touch too much on, but we highlighted high level, did include the Community Police Review Board as well as the Affordable Housing um, Board and just what that looks like as it pertains to discrimination and um, and their ordinances that may have, that have a, um, have a direct uh, association with um, with the work that we do under this, uh, under civil rights, uh, as a, uh, as it retains to housing, employment, and public accommodation. So that was where our group is at. Uh, we did have to take a, we had to reschedule one of our last meetings um, because of just personal conflicts. Uh, but we did identify several individuals that we wanted to have some more um, intimate conversations with. That included Dr. Muhammad, as well as. Um, Casey Toomey and um, city attorney, Tony Wheeler. So that is our report out. Does anybody have any questions about kind of what our committee has been up to? Um, Chair Priscilla, this is um, uh, Commissioner Emerson. Um, I do not have any questions. In fact, um, the work that you guys are doing is incredibly exciting. Um, I love this. It was really hard to pick one committee to be a part of, but so it was incredibly exciting. Um, I wanted to um, ask if we would be able to differ item number two, a study review requests um, of the um, public nudity ordinance due to uh, several um, commissioners um, having to step away, uh, including myself around seven o'clock this evening um, until next month. And I just wanted to be respectful. So I wasn't quite sure if this is something that we could put to a vote to table um, and just kind of um, focus on our um, committee. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, report back. Okay, that's it. This is Commissioner Sellers. Um, I, I, it could be something we discuss. Uh, it kind of takes us a little bit out of order of our agenda. So I would kind of have a pause here. You kind of put a, a skirt in the whole process here. Um, this is Commissioner Barnett. I do know yeah. that Chair Sellers has to jump off. Um, if if you want to bump that agenda item up, um, my request on this item was going to be um, a review simply to ask if the commission wanted to request a little legal research be done um, from the legal department and the the any further review, discussion, et cetera, of the public nudity ordinance cannot be done without some um, advice from the legal department. So 
we don't we don't need to discuss it in my opinion until we get more information. Um, so let's get some evidence, legal based information from our legal department on the public nudity ordinance issue and um, request for something back, and then we can move on. Does that sound okay? Are are there any objections? I'm the worst <laughs> moderator. I'm sorry. Um, Chair Seller, since you're still on, do you want to make? Do you want me to make a motion? So this is Commissioner. Oh, sorry, I got a little feedback there. This is Commissioner Sellers, and yes, I'm with the unorthodox, unorth, un, I can't even say the word today. With the just the chaotic ofness of our agenda, could you please make a motion for uh, item number two? This is Commissioner Barnett. Um, I move that we direct the legal department to do some further research on the public nudity ordinance, specifically the constitutionality of our ordinance as it stands today, um, and report back at the next meeting uh, and at the latest the following meeting. This is Commissioner Emerson. I second that movement. This is Commissioner Bloxham. I have just a clarification question before we move forward on a vote. Is that appropriate? at this point? Yes, it's been properly moved and second and now we're open for discussion. Commissioner Bloxham. My question, this is Commissioner Bloxham. My question is specifically, what are we asking from the legal department? I know uh, Ms. Havoka has already offered um, some research based on those two ordinances a couple meetings ago. So I just wanna make sure that we're specific in what we want answered. Uh, since I made the motion, I, I suppose I can be more specific. Um, I don't know what the legal research was. Um, I thought that we got, I don't think we got an opinion. Uh, Elizabeth, could you please correct me? Um, because I know that there are two separate challenges to these types of ordinances. I know there was a Tenth Circuit opinion that came out recently but recently to me means like 2005 so um uh if you could clarify that for the rest of the group i i thought that we still needed to do a little bit of research on this this is elizabeth a focus supervising city prosecutor i don't have that information in front of me and i don't have a clear recollection of exactly um what the information was that I provided. I do remember providing information, but um, I, I don't believe I can answer your, your question right now um, with uh, all the information I need. This is Commissioner Sellers. Um, if my memory serves me correct, and usually it hasn't failed me too much um, as of lately, the report that Mr. Foka gave us back in November uh, was in regards to the public urination and defecation, and it outlined the number of citations as it related to the number of, to our homeless population. And so I had asked Ms. Sofoka to provide a report as to the, the how many citations uh, were given in regards to public urination and defecation, and then um, how and in the assessment, the levels of the assessment. So that report, it was around October, November uh, of last year where that was provided. Um, we didn't really get to the public nudity piece, um, I think just as a matter of time and conversation and 
where we just kind of kicked the can down a little bit because we had elevated other pieces. Um, but to Commissioner Barnett's point, um, that we've, we've had this on the agenda and then we've never really fully addressed it. Um, and so this gives us the opportunity to have our legal minds review this and give us as commissioners that subject matter expert information as to what is currently out there, how it relates to the decision from the 10th circuit and how that impacts the state and presumably what other states that fall up under the jurisdiction of the 10th circuit, how they have addressed this. Um, I can't speak to the capacity and bandwidth of everyone on this commission. Um, and I have stayed at a Holiday Inn Express, but does that, that does not make me a licensed um, attorney in the state of Kansas or Missouri. So I would like for us to have our legal minds um, review this and provide us with the necessary information we need to be able to address uh, a citizen's uh, request. Now, this is Commissioner uh, Emerson. So uh, just to add a curiosity, I just I wanted to be mindful of is, are we talking about a presentation? Are we talking about a report before the meeting? Like, I wasn't sure like exactly how we would want this information presented to us to be able to review as a group. This is Commissioner Barnett. I think what I'm requesting is something in written form and also a brief summary at our next meeting, um, specifically to the constitutionality of our public nudity ordinance as written and even more specifically the Equal Protection Clause. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking at, or that was further information about my request, my motion. This is Commissioner Sellers, Commissioner Bluxom. Does Commissioner Barnett's explanation suffice with what you were looking for? That was beautiful. I just wanted to make sure that people knew what they were getting for us and what we were going to expect. So thank you for that clarification. No problem. I knew that Commissioner Barnett had prepared uh, something in writing to be forwarded on, but we do now have that on record and that the minutes would reflect that. So, Commissioners, again, we are closing out discussion. It has been properly moved and seconded uh, for us to forward this information onto our legal to look at the constitutionality in regards to our ordinance, as well as to the Equal Protection Clause. I'm doing a roll call vote. Commissioner Bluxom. Yes. Commissioner Barnett. Yes. Commissioner Stevens. Commissioner Sheldon Sherman. Commissioner Falls. Aye. Commissioner Haswood. Commissioner Logan. Yes. Commissioner Emerson. Yes. Commissioner Sellers. Yes. Did I miss someone? Oh, Commissioner Barnett. I guess you would want to vote on this, wouldn't you? I said yes. Oh, earlier. I didn't catch it. Sorry, I missed it. So my, I'm doing fuzzy math tonight. So the motion carries 6-0, commissioners. Thank you. Um, we are now circling back to action item, uh, agenda item number three under section B. Um, since this is a smooth transition for me, I am going to transition off and take and uh, hand the gavel over to Vice Chair Barnett. Commissioners, thank you for uh, a very spirited discussion. This evening, even when I have to get off early, you guys take me to the wire. And so it's never a dull moment with you all. So I love it. Thank you. Have a good evening. Commissioner Barnett, you now have the floor. 
Thank you, Chair Sellers. Um, okay, so let's just uh, roll with giving our updates. Um, the cross-cutting work committee, subcommittee, uh, Chair Sellers gave the update. Who uh, here is on the program development committee and wishes to give an update? Okay, I know this is Commissioner Barnett. I know one of you has to be on it because I know the two people who are on the cross-cutting work and I know the Chapter 10 subcommittee is uh, Commissioner Emerson and Commissioner Bloxham and myself. So Commissioner Falls or Commissioner Logan, do you wish to give an update on the program subcommittee work? Hi, this is Commissioner Logan. We've never had a meeting for our subcommittee. We just got an understanding this afternoon from Commissioner uh, Chairperson Sellers that to be reaching out us and giving us our agenda, but we've never been able to make a meeting at the same time. I've had to leave, never seen Ms. Commissioner Falls and the other uh, commissioner that's in it, she's missing tonight as well. This is Commissioner Barnett. Thank you guys so much. Um, I'm happy to give an update with the commissioner's approval on our chapter 10 work that we've been doing. Uh, Commissioner Bloxham and uh, Commissioner Emerson uh, and myself, we are on the subcommittee for Chapter 10 review. Um, what we began looking at is um, just an overall review of the definitions within Chapter 10. Um, and under the first column of the strategic plan, who should we reach out to? Uh, first, obviously, we need to reach out to this commission to get an understanding of where the authority will lie um, if we wish to change that authority or keep it in the same place. Um, also, we need to reach out to our community partners, um, advocates, and um, any kind of legislative advocacy uh, who would, um, you know, stakeholders who would have an opinion on the language that we use in this ordinance. Um, and so, that's just identifying those people is the first thing that we did. The second thing we did was we looked at other cities um, that had updated ordinances that are similarly situated in the Midwest and um, really took a look at what Austin has for their civil rights commission. Um, and we decided that, you know, that's a good first step. And as we continue to look at this in the language in chapter 10 and hear from other advocates, we would probably get more subject matter expertise from those who are in the field. And so as soon as we reach out to them, um, we can look at other cities that may be um, similar to ours and have similar goals. And then uh, we did go ahead and take a first review uh, and get, got each other edits and comments. And so now we're just working together on reviewing what each other, what each of the commissioners has to say um, on chapter 10. And then we will strategically plan to uh, start reaching out to others um, outside of the group. And then also we would really like to bring it back to um, the commission to see where we want to go from here. Um, where does this commission want chapter 10 to go because I think that there's a lot of outreach and um, like cross-cutting work and everything with the other subcommittees, but ours really, if we're going to make a change, it literally changes what this commission does. And so we really need to talk to each other about that. Uh, Commissioner Bloxham and Commissioner Emerson, do you have anything to add to my update? 
Commissioner uh, Barnett, uh, I don't think I could have said it any more beautifully than you did. So I just want to acknowledge um, that you did. You were very concise and I really appreciate that. And yeah, we, we are moving right along. We have uh, uh, quite a bit of work ahead of us and um, we look really forward to bringing this back to the larger larger group pretty soon. Okay, um, next on the agenda, it looks like um, we have got through everything now and we are open for public comment. Unless there is anything outstanding, Dr. Muhammad, um, I'm happy to open the floor for public comment. I don't know that I've received anything from the public. Anything that we were supposed to address or review? Hey, uh, this is Dr. Ferris Muhammad, Director of Equity and Inclusion. Uh, yes, I have not received anything as far as a public comment via uh, email or anything like that from any uh, citizen. So I guess to your point, uh, you can go ahead and open it up for public comment to see if anybody have any public comment. Chris Flowers, you have your hand raised. Yeah, I have just some public comment. Um, I, I'm okay with the the topless ban getting uh, delayed, but I'm just hoping next week, like once the stuff comes back, y'all are, are ready to make a decision about stuff. I I'd also just like to point out that Manhattan, Kansas, has done away with their topless ban, so we're kind of losing in the progressive area to to our rivals. So just want to throw that out there. I'll be back next month. Thank you. Any other additional public comment? Seeing none um, and seeing no other agenda items, uh, does, do any other commissioners have anything to add or are we ready to adjourn? Okay, I will take a roll call vote on adjournment. Um, or can someone move us to adjourn? I'm a mess without chair sellers. This is Commissioner Logan. I move that we adjourn the meeting. Okay, is there a second? This is Commissioner Emerson. I second. Okay, um, Commissioner Falls. Aye. Commissioner Emerson. Aye. <laughs> Commissioner Logan. Aye. Commissioner Bluxham. Yes. Okay, we are adjourned at 7.02 this evening. I think another record. Thank you all so much. Bye.